Welcome to the latest episode of the Business English Podcast, where we will be discussing the importance of effective communication when traveling for business. As a professional, you are likely to travel for work purposes, whether it's to attend a conference, meet with clients, or negotiate a deal, for example. But to succeed in these situations, you need to be able to communicate effectively and confidently, even whilst traveling to these destinations. When traveling for business, it's crucial to be able to communicate in a smooth and professional manner, as this will not only contribute to your confidence whilst away, but also give the right impression from the outset to all who come into contact with you. It is amazing how many times the person you have sat next to on the plane, waited in line with, or sat next to in the airport lounge actually ended up at the very same event as you. The point is, when traveling for business, it is seldom an isolated affair, but rather you are on show from the moment you leave your front door to the time you return home, always trying to set the best example to all who you encounter. And of course, this isn't just about representing the company, it is about representing yourself as a professional too. In this episode, we will be focusing on some of the vocabulary and phrases that are essential for business travelers. By the end of this episode, you will have a better understanding of the vernacular that you can use when traveling for business, so you can appear more competent and professional to those who you meet along the way. Using the correct language will not only give you some added confidence when operating outside your comfort zone, but also reduce that appearance of a fish out of water. More on that statement later. So, whether you are a veteran on the topic of globetrotting or new to the world of business travel, this episode is for you. So, let's dive into the world of business travel and master the art of professional communication. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Business English Podcast, helping professionals communicate more effectively, more confidently, and with impact. With your host, Rob. From Energetic English, let's get down to business. Right, ladies and gentlemen, the first section of today's episode is all about the vocabulary and phrases that you can use when talking about your business trip. We will look at a number of pieces of vocabulary and a couple of phrases to help better explain your trip in a more professional manner, using some jargon and lingo that is widely used amongst the sometimes reluctant globe-trotting fraternity. Now, in the second section, we'll then move on to a few phrases that you can use whilst actually on that business trip of yours. So, this episode is aimed to give you a good orientation and introduction to the vocabulary and phrases required for traveling for business. I have no doubt that in the future we shall return to the subject of business trips, but for now, let us lay the groundwork and start with some vocabulary for talking about our business trip. So, let us look at some vocabulary especially related to the subject of business trips and professional travel in general. There are nine phrases here, and there is no requirement to copy and repeat. Okay, number one, itinerary. An itinerary is a detailed plan or schedule for a business trip, including information about flights, accommodation, and meetings. Two, jet lag. Jet lag is the fatigue and disorientation caused by traveling across different time zones. Three, corporate rate. 
Now this is the discounted price offered by hotels and other service providers to business travellers only. This is not a widely available rate to the normal holiday traveller, as it were. Number four, expense report. Now this is a document outlining the costs incurred during a business trip submitted for reimbursement. Five, layover. A layover is the stop or break between flights during a journey. Six, in-flight amenities. These are the services and facilities offered to passengers during air travel, such as meals, entertainment and even Wi-Fi. Seven, concierge service. This is a service, normally at a hotel, that assists guests with travel arrangements, reservations and local information. Eight, a red-eye or a red-eye flight. Now this is a late-night flight that arrives at its destination normally early in the morning. 9. Catch some Zs or Zs depending on what style of English you're learning. And this means to get some sleep or some rest. Now if you do a lot of business travel then some of these pieces of vocabulary may be familiar. However, if any of the aforementioned phrases are new to you, be sure to carefully take note of them as these are widely recognised phrases associated with business travel. Okay, continuing our theme of business travel, I wanted to give you a couple of better ways to say I am going to a location on a business trip. Whilst this is perfectly acceptable to use in general English, we want to be striving to achieve a more professional and perhaps interesting feel to our dialogue and use some more natural language. So, to say I am going to a location on a business trip in a more formal yet intriguing way, you could say I'll be embarking on a trip to a location. To say the same thing in a fancier way, you could say I'm jetting off to a location. And to say the very same thing in an informal way to a colleague or at a networking event, you could say, I'm heading to a location. Now, in addition to these more interesting ways to say, I am going to, we can also improve the quality of the description of our business trip. Whilst it may be true that you are heading out on your trip for business when talking about it, you may wish to use some more interesting vocabulary in order to add a little depth and professionalism to your speech. So instead of using the phrase business trip, as an alternative, you could use I'm embarking on a whirlwind tour of a location. I'm embarking on a whirlwind tour of a location. I'm jetting off on a diplomatic mission to a location. I'm jetting off on a diplomatic mission to a location. I'm heading out on a fact-finding mission to a location. I'm heading out on a fact-finding mission to a location. I'm embarking on a series of high-level meetings in a location. I'm embarking on a series of high-level meetings in a location. I'm heading off on a cross-country trip to a location. I'm heading off on a cross-country trip to a location. Using varied and more interesting language will help you to improve the quality of your speech and have you appear more professional and competent. 
Now, as we outlined at the start of today's episode, we will now move into the second section where we will lay out a few pieces of vocabulary and a few phrases that you may find useful when actually on your business trip. The aim of this section is not to provide an extensive list of expressions to use in every conceivable scenario you may encounter whilst you're away, but rather highlight a few robust key constructions that can be adapted to your own usage when you're out there on the ground. For the following list of phrases, I will be repeating the phrases twice and pausing as normal, but I will then highlight the part of the phrase I really want you to take note of and explain why it may be useful to you. Okay, here we go. Here are seven robust phrases for you to adapt when you are out there on the ground. One, I have a reservation under the name. I have a reservation under the name. Notice I am using under here and not for. Under is a far more appropriate way of dealing with this encounter professionally. This can be used in the instance of a restaurant, hotel or show, for example. 2. Could you point me in the direction of the nearest taxi rank? Could you point me in the direction of the nearest taxi rank? To be pointed in the direction of something is a nice casual yet succinct way of asking for directions. It is also a far more natural way of asking rather than using where is the, keeping it professional every step of the way. 3. Would it be possible to drop my luggage with you? Would it be possible to drop my luggage with you? Pay attention to the use of drop here. In this case, I mean to leave it with an individual. Again, a casual yet effective piece of vocabulary that you can use at a reception or airport, for example. Four, could you recommend a reputable courier service? Could you recommend a reputable courier service? Now, this is a key phrase for when looking for a recommendation to recommend a reputable something. This is an excellent high quality way of asking for a trustworthy service in a professional and non-judgmental manner. 5. May I inquire about the event you're hosting this evening? May I inquire about the event you're hosting this evening? The construction may I inquire is a graceful and professional way to request information about something. Use it when you want to turn up the formality and really position yourself well with top quality speech. 6. What would be the best way to get to? What would be the best way to get to? This, as a whole statement, should be memorised by all professionals when travelling, as it goes beyond the basic, how do I get to, or how can I reach and adds a little bit more depth and informality into the dialogue. 7. How long is the commute to? How long is the commute to? The word commute here is an essential piece of vocabulary, and it is surprising to see how many professionals aren't using this word. If you are unsure about what it means, a commute is essentially the journey that you make to work and back 
On foot, on the bus, in the car, it matters not. You may hear it used like, how was your commute? It is the commute from hell. I have a 90-minute commute every day, etc. So, if you weren't using it before, be sure to incorporate it into your professional speech to keep that quality high. Now, before jumping into the next section, I wanted to take this opportunity to let you know that if you wanted to get more out of the Business English podcast, then that is possible. For example, full transcripts complete with timestamps so you never miss an expression, phrase-focused one-pages to quickly refresh your memory before that next last-minute meeting, Pronunciation support to assist with the trickier elements of business English. Live read-along transcripts, quizzes, and much more. If this sounds like it could be useful, then the Business English Podcast Premium subscription could be for you. Check out the details at the link in the show notes. Right, on with the show. And finally, before rounding off today's episode on vocabulary for travelling on business, I wanted to roll through a few idioms that may come in handy when out there on the road. Each idiom is pertinent to business travel in its own way, so I will give an example of context after each one so you can see how it could be used. Okay, one. When in Rome, do as the Romans do. This means that when you are in a foreign country or a different environment, you should adopt the customs and culture of the people who live there. This could be used for when meeting a client in their hometown where that particular culture or their traditions may be unknown to you. It's a great way of saying that you will essentially follow their lead. If they eat their sheep's stomach with oats and other unmentionables and wash it down with some whiskey before it's barely lunchtime, who are you to disagree? When in Rome. 2. A rolling stone gathers no moss. This means that if you keep moving and stay active, you are less likely to become stagnant or complacent. This is a nice expression to use when referring to anyone who travels a lot or is constantly on the go. Perfect for someone on a business trip, such as yourself. 3. To be a fish out of water. Sound familiar? This means to be uncomfortable, or at least feel uncomfortable or out of place in a new environment or situation. The context of this should be quite clear, so you may find it useful for describing your own thoughts and feelings when you're actually out there on the road. 4. To hit the ground running. This means to start something quickly and effectively, without delay or hesitation. Regrettably, this phrase may come in use more often than you'd like to describe your arrival to or return from a business trip. An inevitable fact of business life, unfortunately, and an excellent phrase to explain it. 5. To talk shop. This means to discuss work-related topics or issues. A good little phrase to be aware of, especially if you are with a group travelling on business, as there are always those who can't quite forget about their day job and just can't stop talking shop. 6. To make a splash. 
This means to create a strong and positive impression, often through an impressive or memorable action. This is a great phrase to refer to the effect or intended outcome of a business trip. Who doesn't want to make a splash with their project? 7. To wear many hats. This means to have many different roles and responsibilities within a job or organisation. A widely used phrase, which may very well come in handy when you are travelling, to help explain that you have more than one role in your company. And that brings us nicely to the end of this neat little episode on vocabulary for travelling on business. As we have said previously, this episode, we hope, has helped orientate you and provide the groundwork on the appropriate vocabulary professionals could be using when travelling on business. Remember, having a bank of robust phrases for use in multiple situations, like those described in this episode, are great to have at your disposal when travelling for work. Be sure to properly acquaint yourself with them and be ready to use them next time you're out on the trail. So, with that, I shall bid you farewell and we'll catch up with you next time on the Business English Podcast. Until then, keep it strictly business. You have been listening to the Business English Podcast. Remember to subscribe, leave a review, and we'll see you next time.